Thanks for listening to The Adam Carolla Show on Podcast One. Rocket Mortgage. Confidence. Support for The Adam Carolla Show comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Why can't clients get approved in minutes, not weeks? Or make adjustments to their rate and term in real time? Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans answered those questions and more. It gives you the confidence to buy a home or refinance your existing loan. Fully understand all the details and be confident you're getting the right mortgage for you. That's right. That's what Rocket Mortgage does. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. What else do you need to know? And again, these guys support the show and are great sponsors. So, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. To get started, just go to rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Adam. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. From Corolla One Studios in Glendale, California, this is the Adam Corolla Show. Adam's guest today, comedian Romesh Ranganathan. With Gina Grant on news, Bald Brian on sound effects, and a special Christmas carol round of Cody Sings the Hits. And now, he's never had tidings of comfort or joy. Corolla. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that about you as we go into our ninth year over here. And great sponsors like LifeLock.com have been with us all the way. Bet DSI and Simply Safe as well. Just go there and uh, use promo code Adam. Let them know uh, I sent you and we'll. Uh, Sign up for another uh, year, and we'll uh, sail off into the sunset. Good day, Gina Grad. Good day to you. And Ball Brian. Oh, my God. You got to lose some weight, dude. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Ramesh uh, is a comedian who's coming in here. He four-walled the Greek theater. He booked the Greek theater. He bought out the Greek theater and is selling it himself. So <laughs> I love that. That kind of... We call it moxie. Mm-hmm. Bet on yourself. You bet on yourself. I love uh, hearing that. I want to hear the story, but I don't think he sold as many tickets so far as he'd so like far. to. We'll give him a bump. Yeah, so we'll give him a bump, but I'm curious about where he's at. And I want to know. Like, I want to know how much it costs and right. how, how that works and if everyone should do it, who could do it. And so on and so forth. Typically, you, you, play, you play the Greek theater or some venue, you'll you'll split the revenue somehow mm-hmm. with the venue, the ticket prices, the, the, yeah, the, the concessions, all that stuff. You four-wall it. You're like, I'm renting the whole damn thing, putting all the money up front. I'm charging what I want for concessions. I'm charging what I want for uh, merch. I'm, I'm tra- taking all the door. It's all mine. So a Brian kinda, Bishop production. You're betting, on, you're betting that you're going to sell enough to turn a profit, of course. Yeah. It's a ballsy move, and if you can pull it off, it's very profitable. I would bet you you don't get to charge what you want for concessions. Like, you couldn't charge $11 or $21 for a Heineken. I bet you they still want that, or they probably set, or you couldn't go a dollar for a Heineken. But I was thinking of a smaller venue. Everything else, everything else, anywhere, anything that has to do with a bar. They'll never let you just go. We're doing what we're doing right. with the with the bar, but everything else, yeah, 
then then well we'll find out when uh, Ramesh comes in here because I'm I am curious Exciting. about this. All right, so yes, Gina can, Grad. Can I wish you guys a happy National Sangria Day? And I hope that everyone's celebrating by buying some mangria. Oh, I did not know that. National Sangria Sangria Day. So everybody get your mangria. I'm usually against foreign and multicultural (laughs) driven holidays, but in this particular case, I endorse it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you, Gina Grad. All right. So uh, a story that has I've kicked around for a while. You guys may know about it now. You guys, Gina and Bald, and uh, the listeners, and of the story out of Mesa. And uh, Mark Garrigus and I have discussed it on Reasonable mm-hmm. Doubt uh, a, a number of times. And we actually had the widow of Daniel Shaver, uh, uh, Lainey Sweet. She she called in to Reasonable Doubt. And that was uh, – is that on tomorrow's ACS? No, that's available now. Yeah, that's what I I thought. Yeah, but uh, tomorrow on ACS. Don't miss tomorrow's ACS. Reasonable doubt. As he was, uh, as I was talking about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, I was, I was typing that note for later. I did not mean to distract you. Okay. So on tomorrow's reasonable doubt. No, no, it's on reasonable doubt and something, whatever Gary says to do, just do it. But this is the spider. Are you okay? This is the guy who was killed on the body cam, right? The, the, yes, the hotel. Yes, yes, he was. And so for those who don't know the official particulars, I'll catch you up and then we'll, we'll go over some of the game film. Um, he Daniel Shaver, twenty six year old dude. He was working as a sort of rodent exterminator, whatever. I think he shot pigeons, like went into Costco's at night, and the pigeons would be flying around and shoot them with a pellet gun. Wow! And he ends up in a uh, hotel room. They'd put him up at the local La Quinta okay. down the street, and he'd show up with his pellet gun, and wow. you know, the next day he'd go whatever. And he was done with work, and he was uh, sitting around in his uh, hotel room having a couple cocktails, as you do when you're done with work and you're sitting in your hotel room, and he was uh, hanging with some people. And I think somebody pointed at the gun case and said, like, what is that, an instrument or fishing pole or something? Or what do you ha- what's over there in the case leaning against the wall? See how these things start, you know right. what I mean? It's like it's always just a nothing. Yeah, having just a, just drink. a side comment, a, right? A or banjo in there, yep. and he said, uh, "No, it's my pellet gun. Like, let me, you know, let me show it to you or something." And he pulled it out of the gun case, and then there's a couple sitting in a jacuzzi down on the ground level, and they're looking through the window, and they're seeing a guy with a rifle. So they report him to the front desk. Now, every time there's an incident and a tragic incident or disaster, could be an airline crashing, it could be an innocent guy getting shot in the hallway. There's always about 10 places they could have stopped and fixed. Could have gone one way or the other. Just if they just stopped here, you know. Oh, that couple must feel terrible. Not really, according to to, uh, the widow, Lainey, because they were kind of, they ended up getting caught up in the court proceedings and they were kind of telling their version of the story okay. which is fighting for their own whatever that i don't we're, we'll play a clip okay, of sorry, laney I, and i don't know what's on the clips a minute long so sometimes it could be a little redundant but i that's what i said to her like doesn't this couple feel horrible and she said not so much oh, they, they never said sorry or sorry this happened or you know look in that situation you can't say i was wrong you have to say 
I'm so sorry for what happened. For your loss. And I do feel somewhat responsible for setting the wheels in motion, even if I don't feel like I did something wrong. I wish it had never happened. And then you give the person the opportunity to go, it's not your fault. I would have done the same thing in your situation. But that person, it never came to that, or that person never offered that up, which is always a weird. It is weird. So it's a weird part of life to me. But um, the uh, then the couple, I guess, went and told the guy at the front desk. The guy at the front desk had had some drinks with and hung out with and partied, I guess, with the victim Daniel Shaver like the night before. So that guy kind of should have had a little bit of an inkling yeah. of what went on, and then. When the call went out for basically the SWAT team to show up, somebody should have said, let me call the room. Let me, I know the guy or the guy's just a dude. You know, I, I don't know what this is about. Or maybe he knew that the guy was an exterminator yeah. this Let's way and used the pellet gun. At least what he like, does for a living. Yes, or whatever. There's all, all, there are many different, a million different intersections where you could have stopped and yielded or pulled yeah. over or looked for directions and everyone just sped through them. So they call the uh, Mesa PD, the SWAT team shows up. He's just sitting in the room. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know what's going on. Obviously, he doesn't know that the SWAT team is being called because he doesn't know there's a couple in the jacuzzi who Witness. saw him mm-hmm. through the window. So he's in there and uh, he's probably in, had a few cocktails, chillax, uh, wearing my uh, basketball trunks and t-shirt flip-flop mode. And all of a sudden the popo shows up. And I, you know, I, I really hate to experience this, uh, this, this video, but, I was going to say I've been avoiding it. I had to. I I am. I'll. We'll we'll cut it off before the bullets fly. But, well, Well, one of the reasons why I want to play it for you guys is I found out, and it wasn't something that was discussed, and it's also a sort of a thing that your brain does, which is you connect two things. The one guy's got the vest cam going, the body cam going, and it's the shooter. Uh, the the cop who does the shooting, and uh, yeah, Gary, just play it. And we'll we'll cut it off, or we'll we'll stop we'll and start. But yeah. I thought, and everyone, every sensible, reasonable person who watches the video thinks that the guy holding the gun is the guy shouting the commands. Mm-hmm. It turns out it's not. The guy holding the gun is Philip Brailsford. And the guy whose voice you hear is a sergeant who's in his 40s, Charles Langley, and he's the senior guy. He's in control. Okay. At that point, you go berserk. Because when you play it, we'll just play the first minute of it. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> the guys come out running out of the room. The woman first. Stop right there. Stop. Stop. Get on the ground, both of you. Lay it down on the ground. So they're, Lay down on the they're ground. both caught off guard. Now, hold on. Stop it for a second. First things first. When you're Bonnie and Clyde or Mon Pa Kettle or anything, you come out of the room prepared. Like if you're a criminal and you come out, you don't come walking out of the room, not holding your purse and like looking the other way. Like what's going on? Like what's the meaning of this? This is this is how you walk out of the room 
when you're not a guilty person. He got on his knees before anyone said anything to him. And she gave a good two one thousand before she even kind of realized what was going and on. And she even yeah. gave like an A and B, like, oh my, like yeah. what, what's yeah. going on? Mm-hmm. Okay, as a cop, you should be able to read the terrain yes. a little bit. Like these <clears throat> aren't gangbangers in the middle They're of not a meant for confrontation. No. It's not MS. 13 right. uh trying to figure out how, how they're going to mule in heroin this is just a couple and they come walking out and they're like completely caught off guard so now you already know you should know just like when you see a labrador wagging its tail like okay this isn't cujo yeah right. he's not biting they, these are these are civilians who are scared yeah. so they they hit the deck and the cop continues but the cop again not the one holding the gun the one giving the commands is not in Tune it down mode. He's in crank it up and mode. What we're looking at for the listeners is essentially like first person shooter video game. Like we see the barrel of a gun yeah. and two people in hallway in a deck. bad hotel. Who else is in the room? Nobody. Nobody else is in the room. Nobody. Nobody. Absolutely positive. Okay. Since apparently we have a failure for you to comprehend simple instructions, I'm going to go over some of them again. What? Okay. Can you both hear and understand me? Yes. Yeah, All right. If you make a mistake, another mistake, there's a very severe possibility you're go- both going to get shot. Do you understand? Yes. Thank you. Yes. All right. All right. Stop it there. What? what was the first mistake? What is he talking about? I, 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 I don't know if he told them over the phone to come crawling out of the hotel room and they just walked out of the hotel room or exit. I don't know what the first mistake was. I've watched it a couple times and I think that she did not comply fast enough with what he was telling her. She was in shock. For sure. But in his mind, I believe oh that God. what he's saying is you did not comply with the instruction the first time. Thus, you were making a mistake. And right. I, uh, now, what this officer is doing is saying to the guys holding the gun, the guy's holding the gun is a 26-year-old meathead. Right. He's basically planting the seed. This is um, this is low-energy Jeb Bush and crooked Hillary. Like, she keeps saying, you're going to get shot. You're going to get shot. Someone's going to get shot. Like, he's saying to the guy who's got his finger on a trigger. No one's going to do it except for the guy who has the gun trained on We're not going anywhere until right. someone gets yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's how this is going to end is someone's going to get shot because I keep saying this is what's going to happen. Yeah, Chekhov's gun. And I don't know how how this works in general, but it, it seems shocking to me that his first order of business is uh, as a police officer is to continue to warn someone they're going to get shot, not arrested, not whatever, but we're going to shoot you? But okay. That doesn't point, seem normal, does it? I, I, I'm I'm naive. At this point, isn't it obvious there's not an immediate threat from these two horses? Right. Oh, again, for listeners who haven't seen this, they are sprawled out on the ground, head down, face down, arms out. I mean, they're... Being much calmer. It would be insane. It would be uh, unimaginable for them to produce a weapon at this point. Right. Okay. All right. Continue. This is... Shut up. I'm not here to be tactful or diplomatic with you. You listen. You obey. For one thing, did I tell you to move, young man? Did I tell you to put both your hands, put both your hands on the top of your head and interlace your fingers? Take your feet and cross your left foot over your right foot. Who else is in the room? Nobody. Are you both drunk? No. No. All right. So you're not going to have any 
problems understanding anything that I tell you, right? Correct. All right. Can I go to my room? No, you're not going to do anything but come towards us. Young man, you are not to move. You are to put your eyes down and look down at the carpet. You are to keep your fingers interlaced behind your Anyone head. could walk up onto him right now and cuff him if they wanted because yeah. his fingers are interlaced over his head and his arm, his legs are crossed oh. behind him and he's laying face down on the carpet. It's like an, an, it's like an animal that's toying with its prey. Yes, you know what it's I mean? exactly it's, what it's like. It's like a nature video. Although animals don't really do what this guy's doing. Ugh. But here we go. You are to keep your feet crossed. If you move, we're going to consider that a threat, and we are going to deal with it, and you may not survive it. Do you oh understand? There's the second you're oh going to die. God. Young lady, shut up and listen. All right? You are to keep your feet crossed. Take both of your hands. Put them flat in front of you. You are to push yourself up to a kneeling position. Kneeling position. Put both your hands in the air. Okay, crawl towards us. Jesus. So she's crawling on her knees toward them with her hands up in the air. And by the way, uh, we don't know these are criminals <laughs> at all. You don't have to. They haven't broken the law. You don't have to. Be, you can be somewhat respectful if you'd like, just in case someone's filming it. But okay, here we go. The guy's still laying in the middle of the car with his hands over his head. He doesn't move. No, Rich, pull him. This way. They're, they're cuffing her. Let me know when you're clear. No, you're not clear. You have a crystal She's clear. She's a housewife. She's clear. She was born clear. He's still just laying in the middle of the hall staring at a at an automatic weapon that's at his head. Okay, I need one more cover up. If you stop this video here, you'd probably think to yourself, is there any way in hell this guy who's laying on his belly, who will start sobbing soon, is going to get shot? And the answer would have to be no, unless he pulled a machete out right. and ran at somebody. But continue. So they got her hey, all. young man, listen to my instructions and do not make a mistake. You are to keep your legs crossed. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. You are to put both of your hands, palms down, straight out in front of you. Push yourself up to a kneeling position. I said, keep your legs crossed. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Keep your legs crossed. I didn't say this in conversation. Hands Put your hands in the air. Oh, my God. Hands up in the air. Jesus. You do that again, we're shooting you. Do you understand? What about escalating a situation? He put his hands behind him as though he was prepared to be cuffed. Right, right. Now his hands are in the air and his feet are crossed. And now the guy's getting, obviously, beyond agitated. The entire so, time, the entire time there is a, whatever, the rifle or a, a gun, is, a firearm is being trained upon him. It's, he's just not moved. Yeah, and the guy's clearly in shock, as anybody would be. Okay, continue. Do not put your hands down for any reason. You think you're going to fall, you better fall on your face. Your hands go back and the small of your back are down. We are going to shoot you. Do you understand me? It's the fourth time he's almost going to shoot him. Crawl towards me. Crawl towards me. Yes, sir. 
Didn't they tell him not to? Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. That's the worst shooting in, in, in that's the worst shooting in uh, Ugh, police history. I feel sick to my stomach. It's the worst killing. It's the worst. It's the worst shooting because every other one of them is some sort of turns into he said, she said. Yeah. And uh, that, you know, uh, Michael Brown was a gentle giant, but he robbed the liquor store and then wrestled with a cop. Or so often you see someone, it gets agitated and someone in the, in the, 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 the suspect is, is acting erratically because they're scared or they're nervous or they're frightened or upset or drunk or whatever. And this guy is, uh, it is just. It's crawl- the worst shooting ever. He's crawling like a wounded animal. Okay. Them. So. Uh, I'll play you some. I'll play you some. Now, first things first. <laughs> I just thought it was one cop, one cop only. I only heard about Trigger Man. Cops squeeze Trigger. Twitter. I didn't know that there was a senior guy there who was yelling and escalating and yelling and escalating and supposed to be in charge of the situation. You can, and 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 maybe this is part of my wiring. I don't know. The guy. The 26-year-old meathead who squeezed the trigger is not as guilty as the 40-something-year-old sergeant in charge of the situation who almost willed it into existence. Made it happen. He made – he just was not going to leave until this guy was shot. And that last part, was that not confusing where he said, hands above your head, don't move your hands. If you fall, better fall on your face. And was the next thing crawl towards me? Because how are you supposed to – how are you supposed to crawl? Like you're crawling. Depth by definition is using your hands and knees. Okay. And I, uh, you're, he willed. He, he made it happen. Okay. So, couple things. The sergeant, who's the senior guy, and as far as I can, as far as I can tell, when you're the senior guy, like you know, when you're the coach of the Duke lacrosse team, and the the, the team is uh, accused of rape, you get fired. You know what I mean? It's like, it's always oh, yeah. the senior, oh, the, the senior yeah. guy always gets into trouble. In this particular case, <coughs> this guy made this happen in my mind. He has more blood on his hands than the guy who's got his finger on the trigger. Cause the guy's got his finger on the trigger is, is just, he's just a private in this man's army. And this guy's the general screaming, yeah. screaming this entire time. And he's the pit bull that got worked up, but the one working him up was the guy with the leash going, get him, get him, get him. Right, you know what right. I mean? That's... He was going, get him. Now, at some point when the guy's laying on his face with his fingers interlocked over his head and his legs crossed, I don't know why the senior guy could have went, uh, couldn't went, Bert, put some zip ties on him. Yeah, Just go over could, there and put uh, some zip ties on him. But instead, he had to keep this. And his voice was so loud and so startling. It was like, it was like somebody holding an automatic rifle at your head and somebody's crashing cymbals together like next to you. Like, of course, this guy's going to just squeeze at some point. Now, they only brought charges. What what outraged me is I said to, okay, so a whole bunch of different things. First off, they only brought charges against the officer who was holding the gun, Mm -hmm. not Sergeant Charles Langley, who was further in his dereliction of duty than the guy who squeezed the trigger doing damage from the very beginning could have easily rounded this thing down and de-escalated and said all right you know stand back but everyone relax nobody's going to get shot everyone's just do what we say to do we can all go home tonight could have easily done that instead he went the exact opposite he did 
He did exactly what you don't want that guy to do. And he didn't do 92% of what you don't want that guy to do. He did 100 goddamn percent of what you don't want the person in that position to do in that situation. Now, I said to Mark Garagas, why isn't this guy on trial? Well, you know, the uh, police union and everything's real strong and the DA and everything. And that guy gets it. It's a reasonable answer. He gets voted in and they're not going to bring up two guys. They'll bring up one guy, but they're not going to bring up two guys. Personally, I know uh, Mark would uh, never stop laughing if I said this, but if you had one guy, I'd bring up the guy whose voice was on the thing versus the guy squeeze the trigger. The guy squeeze the trigger, not that this happened, but you can have your finger on a trigger and sneeze and have the trigger go off. Like, I feel like that's almost what happened to that guy. I don't think he's a good officer, but there's plenty of 26-year-old meatheads who, when they put you, you, you take the safety off, you put your finger on a trigger, and you have a guy screaming next to you. There are many people yeah, and many forces who could have done that. Yeah. I would have focused on the guy, but the law doesn't work that way. Anyway, the cop was acquitted. Could have they could have got murder or manslaughter and voluntary or whatever reckless whatever they got nothing he got nothing what what is that what is the what would that officer's lawyer say what is what is the reason he probably would have said what Adam said which is he's just a pawn in this game it wasn't him it was his boss but then at the very least tell you okay because I'm sure you know reasonable people and or people you know on the uh, prosecution side would say some very obvious things but what what is the possible explanation. Well, the excuse, I, literally the excuse, like he's not at fault. He's excused for this reason. Well, he didn't do this, but if I was that guy's lawyer, I would completely throw the sergeant under the bus. I'd go, this guy standing there, his adrenaline's going through the roof. He's been standing poised with his finger on a trigger for five minutes. This guy's screaming next to him. Like at a certain point, he just snapped like it could have easily gone the other way. That wasn't what happened. I'll tell you what happened, and I'll uh, I'll tease it because first I'll tell you about LifeLock, man. Mm, holiday shopping, yeah. Scammers out there steal your credit card, your info, other data with the uh, phony retail apps. Only download apps from reputable stores and read the reviews for uh, complaints about malware and so on and such. Take care of yourself out there. One in four people experience identity theft. And if you're only monitoring your credit, your identity can still be stolen in ways you may not detect. Thieves could sell your info onto the dark web, get a uh, online payday loan in your name. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats. If you have a problem, it's all right. Their U.S.-based restoration specialists will work to fix it. We're coming into 2018, people. You're online doing everything Protect yourself. A little insurance for all your online work. It is the best. It's LifeLock. Dawson. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can uncover threats that you might miss. Join now and get 10% off with promo code ADAM. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use promo code ADAM. That's ADAM to save 10% now. All right. So first, uh, Garagas is pursuing civil actions against the Mesa PD. Good. That's money, right? Yeah. This guy completely just walked. Everyone just walked. No problema. Now, according to Garrigus, who was in the courtroom, it was all with the judge and the judge's instructions because judges give instructions. This guy had on his AR-15 or whatever rifle he had, the officer had inscribed, 
you're aft okay. on the on the gun, not admissible. I was going to say some could point to that as evidence of uh, not motivation. I I should argue that everything that is is admissible. Yeah. You, you can decide yes. what to do with it. Right. It is. How can you say it's not admissible? It is. Yeah, you're trying like, to build a case about this guy. Well, you can. What you can do is. You can, as a as a ju- as, as as a juror, you can then decide whether that was a factor or no, not, whether or it if it was one percent or zero percent or a thousand percent. To be clear, go to adamcarolla.com and look at the picture. He didn't inscribe this himself by scratching it. Professionally in. Yeah, no. he, he took this somewhere and had it laser this inscribed, emblazoned. Mm-hmm. Find the name of that company because I'm looking for a Christmas gift for Lynette. You got it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to write that. Oh, no, that would be say. terrible. But I mean, same font, obviously. Right, block letter. Yeah. Um, so I think screwed is, is more yeah, tasteful. More, more so uh, not admissible. And then the judge is. So the judge gives instructions and the judge. Sometimes these judges really sway things with their instructions. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot do this and you can't factor in that. Yeah. And the jury usually listen to him. The judge's instructions were basically. If a officer feels they're in danger, then they are in danger. So if you reach in your pocket and pull out a churro and an officer thinks it's a gun, then he thinks it's a gun, then he shoots you, then he thought he was in danger, thus clean killing. I understand I, I understand that. Argument to that it's would a bit then be in this scenario. anybody here who's ever thinking about going to a hotel in any city or ever has, this just means you could be having yeah. drinks in your hotel, you could be commanded to leave your hotel and lay on the floor and you could be blown away yeah. and there'd be no problem with what, that. What that says is pl- pray you never encounter a police officer. Because right. if they feel in danger for yeah. whatever reason, they're going to shoot you. Right. I mean, what what the judge is saying that right. can be interpreted that. Way. So this guy walks completely. The widow, uh, eight year old and a five year old daughters. Oy. So uh, they got that going for him. And uh, let me tell you. So I I have, you know, my thing is I have anger toward the officer. I have more anger toward the officer that was sh- escalating everything and shouting the commands. It's just a general. The fact that the guy was sobbing when he was executed meant uh, you, you, you did a you're a horrible man who did a hor- you horribly abused your power. At best, you are wildly incompetent and not yes, to be at, trusted in society. At, at, at best. best, at best, and then I'm also angry at the system as well. They wouldn't let the video re- be released until after. Does this guy go back to the force? Like, do they? Do these two guys just go back and like? Oh, was it, no. no that was one, a crazy week on the SWAT team. What happened while I was other, gone? No. Just in time. Uh, and uh, what's the follow? I'm also, but I'm very angry at the media as well because the media probably could have swung this thing if we had enough eyeballs yeah. on it. I didn't and, know about it till Gergos got involved. Yeah. And even all right, then. so a media that's obsessed with police brutality takes the most egregious killing. I'll say the most because all you can do is tie this killing. You, you can't. You can't Unless there's footage of cops digging a mass grave and bulldozing like citizens into it. You can't get worse than this. So where is all the news outlets? I mean, 
MSNBC loves this stuff, and CNN loves this stuff. And obviously, if they're black or Hispanic or a woman or a transsexual or whatever, they're, they'd, they'd be they'd be they'd go down there and they would set up a gypsy camp outside of the the courtroom. Well, what are they doing? Well, they're not interested. They're not interested because he's white. That's it. Just white. So we report news, but we report news that fits a narrative that we are creating. It's a fluid narrative. You paint yourself into a corner because if this doesn't fit that story, you know what I mean, that long story, then there's no place for it. Well, not only does it not help you and your cause to get every single person in this nation, you know, to basically start a race war in this country because you never stop, you only... You only report it on this side, but not not the other side. But okay, not only does it interrupt that, but it also interrupts it a second way, which is if you say, well, the cops only shoot blue people, but they never shoot red people. So you go, fine, we'll only use cases where they shoot blue people. We'll only, we'll only report cases where they shoot blue people. But if you shoot a red person and we report that, then it hurts the narrative of only shooting blue people. So we don't want to hurt our narrative. So we're not going to bring it up, which I, I really think goes up against some sort of professional or fiduciary or something duty when it comes to this, because this is the, the most clear-cut evidence of police brutality. I mean, this is when they talk about cops, you know, oh, they put Freddie Gray in the back of the paddy wagon. They slid him around. He broke his neck. They executed him. That's, you can call it a million different things, but it's not execution like this is, this is being executed. Crawling on their stomach, crying, This is This is an execution. Obviously, if this fellow was black, the entire nation would be on fire right now. There's no, uh, oh, and they quitted the cop. That's the other part of the story that they don't want to say. Like, when, when it happens to a black guy, then he gets acquitted. But when it, that, this entire nation be on fire, um, it doesn't fit their narrative. And I, the reason I'm angry about it is you are not helping black citizens of this country by making them think there's a target on their back. I've said it a million times. Cops are bad. Many cops are bad. Many cops shoot many citizens equally. And painting a narrative where they pull out one group and shoot them is going to cause cops being shot by that group or that group retaliating some way or more of that group wrestling with cops when they get pulled out of a car, as it should. It should, because if that's the only story that you're putting forward, it's like if every time there was an airline disaster and we just reported pilot error and never reported any time a plane went down because of a structural mechanical error, then all we would think when we sat around was that pilots, all they did was crash airplanes because... Every single time there's a crash, they would completely ignore the one that had to do with the structural damage and only report the ones that were pilot error. And then after a number of years of that, there would be nothing for us to conclude. The only conclusion we would have is all airline disasters are caused by pilot error. Because why? Pirates why are trying to kill us? Why would we have any? Why would we think of it any other way? Right. You're not going to report the other stuff. Shame on you, all news organizations, for not getting this. And even when they released the videotape, it never really made the rounds. I mean, not not like it. Too too. 
to a media that reports to be obsessed with police brutality, black or white, whatever, just police brutality on its citizenship, its citizens, you sh- this story should have been all over the place all all the time, and yet most people I spoke to, if, if, look, if I wasn't sitting next to Mark Garagas, I wouldn't sure. know. I wouldn't know the story. All right, uh, should we play the clip? This is Mark and I with uh, Laney Sweet on uh, Reasonable Doubt. His we widow. pulled his, oh, his widow. widow. We pulled uh, a minute of that. Well, uh, it'll be Mark and I talking at the beginning, and then uh, Laney's going to chime in and probably say something that I already said because that's the way it works. So, I so feel I'm sort of outraged as a citizen that the news didn't pick up this case before the video came out. I feel like. Uh, the this was a voices hor- in the wilderness were you and me talking about it on right. this show for I, the last eight months. All I had to do is hear a general overview of this tragedy to realize this is a horrible police shooting in a world where police shootings that can be a little, well, he said, she said, I don't know, they were wrestling, the gun went off. Like that, that's all over the news. How did this not make the news? And Lainey, do you share that belief? Yeah, I mean, for almost two years, I've done everything I can. I mean, I've tried contacting the ACLU. I've done every interview possible. I mean, we've literally, everybody supporting Justice for Daniel from the beginning, we've tried everything, and it took the video being out there. And, I mean, the county attorney, they knew exactly what they were doing by keeping that video suppressed. And, um, I mean, it took people, you know, seeing the video to make it real and to understand that this was an execution because you can't watch that footage and think anything otherwise. I just, I, I, I don't see it. All right. So what turned Ferguson into Ferguson, what turned Ferguson into Ferguson was news coverage. And we successfully got a whole bunch of goddamn businesses burnt to the ground over a story that wasn't one tenth this. I mean, the guy just got done strong arming a, a, at a guy at a liquor store was told to go walk on the street by the cops, then didn't walk on the street. And then, according to eyewitnesses, basically wrestled with the cops. They turned it into, like, hands up, don't shoot. But according to people who were on the scene, the guy, surprise, surprise, who strong-armed a liquor store owner minutes earlier, is now strong-arming a cop. Mm -hmm. He gets shot, and that gets Ferguson burnt down because of the news. So good job. And now... This And you know what other part really stuck out at me is, okay, yes, everything you said, absolutely. But when she said, I tried to contact the ACLU, when the ACLU is not interested, where are you to go? Well, this is, uh, you know, both sides of the aisle in general. Let's try not to have a narrative. I've I've, uh, had this discussion, had it uh, recently with Lynette, which is like sort of, are you... Will you listen to people? Do you not listen to people? I go, I listen to everyone and then decide whether it's something or it's not something. I don't go, stop talking. It's not what I want to hear or it's not part of what I'm putting forward. You go to ACLU and they're like, yeah, no, we're down with a Ferguson narrative. And it's like, yeah, but this is another cop brutality shot, bad shooting. Yeah, yeah, not our narrative. How about the narrative of justice? ultimate narrative thank you all right so there you go everybody next time you turn on the news don't think about what you're seeing think about what you're not seeing all right let's uh cody's gonna sing some hits and put us in a better i was gonna say about to get the emotional bends here going with that to cody we need cody right now jake 35 chicago 
Ace man, how's it going today? Good man, what's happening? Hey, I want to say uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays to you and your whole team. Thank I know you. that Thank this you. podcast, it's a lot of hard work and it's free for us and I really enjoy it, so thanks for that. Thank you, Jake. Uh, my que- You're welcome, you're welcome, brother. Um, real quick, my question... Oh, God, is my cat knocked something over? My question was this. <laughs> my question was, you and Jimmy Kimmel and the guys, um, you guys enjoy that football Sunday. You talk about it all the time. Yeah. Go watch the NFL games. Now, it's college bowl season coming up, and I've been curious, do you all sit around and watch college bowl games? Do you even care about college football? Does Jimmy do anything for that? No, he doesn't, and ever since he beque- became the queen of the Oscars, uh, he... Uh, her Highness. He he now is now we have the Super Bowl game at my place and he but he still cooks. It's only fair. Yeah. You know it's what I mean? Trade. You know yeah. you know how Any when excuse. you throw a party someone else cooks every yeah. time? That's right. Yeah. It's totally reasonable. Yeah. Any Celebrity cooks. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um you know, also Truth be told, Jimmy the sports guy is not that into sports. <laughs> He's more into food than He's he is more into the sports. Social aspect of yeah. Yes, so there it is. So yeah, there it is. There it is. And yeah. also with college, I felt it, it's great when Texas is playing USC mm-hmm. every seven years or right. something like a Some really big, big one, like a yeah. big one rolls around that doesn't disappoint. But in general, uh, bowl games, too many bowl games. Too many yes. bowl games. They're and spread they, out too far. They used to be like, you know, they yes. pack eight or 12 of them on New Year's Day. Yes. And that was awesome. And now USC had a good year this year. I mean, DC had like 11 and two or something. And they're playing in a, a big, the Cotton Bowl against Ohio State. Big game. It's on Friday, December 29th. And I'm complaining to my USC buddies. I'm like, couldn't we got a better bowl? I'm like, oh, no, this is a really good bowl game. It's, against, it's a Friday night. Like, that's marquee. I'm like, I understand. New Year's Day still means college bowl games. You know, that's that, that, when that's New Year's Day. That's when you sit at home. More and also, going to these games on New Year's Day, that's a cold, early, hungover, oftentimes rainy, you know, existence out here in the Rose Bowl, something different. But I'd rather watch, you know, four or five games in a row on the couch. And also, it's weird when it's like, it's the... Uh it's the Bugles Zesty Ranch Bowl. <laughs> like gets, they're starting to yeah, the law of diminishing returns. How many bowls are there now? There's like thirty something. So what? when I was when I was growing up, it yeah, was pretty much so. we just I watched heard of the Orange Bowl, the, the Rose Sugar Bowl, Bowl the was Rose the big Bowl. deal. Yeah. Like oh, yep. who's gonna win the Rose yep. Bowl? The big, of them all. It's a big one, and then yeah, Sugar Bowl, and then sort of Cotton Bowl, and then it just started. They just started Everybody having kids. The they just Fiesta started Bowl. having wow. kids. All right, uh, last but not least, uh, Antonio Pacoima. Oh, no. What's going on, Antonio? Hi, uh, is, uh, is it too staticky here? Uh, no, it's good. Sure, is it bad? I okay. just feel bad for Hi. you and Pacoima. Oh, yeah, that was, um, it, it's not too bad, no. Okay. Fun to say. Okay. Go ahead. Um, well, just wanted, well, I, I first thought I didn't expect Talk to you guys. So, hi. Pacoima. Um, where's Pacoima? It's like Sunland, Sun Valley, Van Nuys. Like, like in the armpit of that whole bad area. Panorama City. All these places oh. sound yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, no, you know, they're panoramic. Sun Valley sounds God, great. Yeah. Panorama It's panoramic. Yeah. It's all just like Trashville, USA now. Oh. Well, that's not nearly as fun sounding. <laughs> Trashville, USA? No, not as fun as Panorama City. Yeah. All right, Gary's trying uh, to show us where it is, but uh, go ahead, Antonio. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, well, at the moment, I'm actually uh, 
working here. I uh, deliver packages. So I'm uh, about 185 stops in. Ooh. 185. And, uh, what will you do on a on your busiest day? Uh, that was yesterday at 278. Wow. Damn. 278. Yeah, but that's with, that's with uh, like about 340 packages. I was about to and, say, because uh, you're probably in the Valley, you're probably stopping in a lot of apartment complexes, businesses, yeah. so you're doing multiple packages in one building, I would assume. Yeah, I'm actually over, I'm uh, delivering over here on the uh, Santa Clarita side. So it's uh it's a very concentrated area of the rich and the poor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, and, uh, Antonio, let me yeah. ask this. So you have 270-something stops in one day. Some computer yeah. must put them in order. They plot them about, yeah? Yes. Right? Yes, uh, they, do it, they do it so uh, we don't take that many left turns and also that it makes sense to go from, I guess, the beginning of the area to the end of the area. I like that they right. factor oh, in left turns. One second. Imagine if L.A. Yeah. <laughs> employed somebody motivated by the bottom line <laughs> who worked over at uh, UPS or wherever, this, wherever Antonio works and said, here's what we're going to do, traffic czar. Yeah. We're going to plot around this the city. thing out. We'll do it with all the spiral. buses. We'll do it with during, during when school's in. We'll have this version. And summer break, we'll have another version of it. We'll have a weekend version. We'll have a, we'll have a Monday version of it. Like... Why not just yeah. do what companies do? This is why I sort of hate the government because the government's thing is we'll either do 270 packages a day or we'll do three. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> you get your package when you get your package because we're, there aren't any, there's nobody else who can do what we've are you actually, do. We've the government <clears throat> across the street. Right. We've made it illegal <laughs> for anyone to try to deliver packages but us. Right. So now... File a complaint. You'll get something in 12 to 14 weeks. Yeah, we'll see what happens. What company do you work for? For uh, FedEx. 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 Okay. So you must have... Now, is this then map that's plotted for you? Is it put into some sort of Garmin or laptop or nav system that just tells you all... I mean, it can't just be a long printout of paper, right? Is it implanted into your eye like Uh, a mirror? Unfortunately, we, we we do waste a lot of paper. Oh, interesting! They it's don't have it onto a system that's on on your vehicle, huh? Well, it, it's on the scanner. I can go by the scanner, but um, a lot of the times, stops tend to jump from one side of the route to the other, mm-hmm. and uh, through the paperwork, it might it makes a lot more sense. How how but, right? And how how many hours are you working? Um, well, during the busy season, um, well, I mean, I, I thought you'd be happy to know that I'm, uh, I'm 23 and I have the option to work around eight hours or 12 to 14 and I've chosen the 12 to 14. Yeah, you have. But overtime there, I right? like that. How do they know? I mean, obviously they have an algorithm, but like 270 sounds like a ton for me. Although yeah. Dawson's brother works for UPS, says he did 466 yesterday and then he called you a bitch don't Don't beat one upper like i said before i don't think he even knows you but all right (laughs) it's weird he's a hard driving dude now but so what i'm saying is is what if you don't get to your 370 and then who's decided that this you can do this you know what i mean uh i did um i i'm actually one of the 
Well, I'm the only person in my whole, uh, I would guess I would say, company, because mm-hmm. it's a it's a contracted it's a contracted side that takes the majority of the stops that everyone else doesn't take, along with the most dangerous side and the uh, exit side. I nice. hope you're somehow rewarded or recognized for this because you're a young dude and, and really, really doing great. I love that, Antonio. And yeah. I, this is the kind of thing, this is the kind of job I would have happily taken if it existed mm-hmm. when I was younger. When the economy's good, these jobs yeah. exist. And when the economy's not good, you do what me and Ray did, which is go to supermarkets and ask for jobs. And they tell you, no. That's that's what we did, and then you end up cleaning carpets. Uh, your question was what, Antonio? Oh, um, I uh, wanted to see if I can follow you around for a day and record uh, interactions with you and people and what you deal with because that's just kind of what my hobby is, is documenting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Antonio. Um, He's going to be successful. Yeah, I, I do too. All I, right, uh, I'll put you on hold, Tony, Antonio. I like this idea. By no means can you come around here, but... <laughs> could I uh, could I say one thing though? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I'm around. Sorry, I'm uh, delivering about for about twelve hours, and for the entire time I stopped listening to music. Really, I've been listening to all these podcasts, and it's uh, it's really great to hear uh, someone like you say it's the the most important things in life, and I've learned a lot. And All right, you. You, you, I'll put you on hold. Like in the new year, you can you can follow me around and do a uh, day in the life, or uh, as Antonio calls it, a, a Mexican guy from Pacoima um, follows around a rich white guy. He mm. calls it a case study. <laughs> right. He's casing mm. oh. the building. See. It's like, I'll you get be close t- up on I'll, you putting the code in for right. the as I'm, yeah, as I'm talking, you show him closing up, up close up on Paul Newman's helmet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Tony, over here, buddy. I got some. Huh? Huh? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, right pearls, pearls. Oh, really pearls. interested in those oh, cars? Pearls. That's our swinger bound in the car again. Oh, pearls, 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 pearls. More wisdom. Come on, buddy. Come on, you're missing all the good stuff. Come on, man. <laughs> A case study with Antonio from Pacoima. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Cody, as in Cody sings the hits, is uh, on the line. We're doing a Christmas carols, Christmas carol uh, version of that. Don't forget uh, Ace Awards tomorrow. Huge with Ace Awards. Glamorous night. Who are you wearing? (laughs) (laughs) All the stars come out. Bet DSI, man. 20 years paying winners. A-plus rated on sportsbook review sites. I play there myself. We all play there at Bet DSI. Use your sports knowledge to make a little extra cash. And uh, it's easy to use. They have a mobile playing interface. You play. You win. You get paid. Odds. All things. Football. Including live betting uh, props as games are in action, which I love the idea that you can bet while the, the games live are betting in is the best. It's, it's, it's life changing. And uh, all the major sports, politics, reality TV, pretty, oh, huh? We should have had odds in the Ace Awards. Mm. You know Damn what I mean? It. Winners and I'm futures. Sure, sure and take an action. Gina over under two and a half awards. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everything you want to do, all at BetDSI. Use the code Corolla25, get 25 bucks free wager just for registering. So use Corolla25, get 25 to get started. Decide to deposit and get 
200% bonus match on your money. Why not, man? That's betdsi.com, promo code Corolla25, free 25 wager. Use it on uh, RJ's parlays if you like. Check him out. Use that. And 200% extra bonus when you deposit. All right. Do we have an opening for Cody? Now it's time for the new music game show that is sweeping across the nation. Let's play Cody Sings the Hits. Cody LaScala. Hi, Cody. Cody has cerebral palsy. We love Cody. We love Cody. Cody's a big fan of the show. He came in here to visit us. Nice fella. Mm -hmm. Did it live. All right, so we're doing... <clears throat> we're doing Christmas carols, right? Cody will sing a Christmas carol as best he can, and we'll try and guess which one it is. You're, oh, Merry, no, Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. Your name is your buzzer, Pete, Brian, and Gina. Right. All right, so Cody, ready to get started? Yeah. Okay. All right, okay. let's get started. We'll guess. Pete. Pete. I think Pete got it. Silent Night? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Hold on. Is this Cody or are we playing this? I was going to say, let's play the song now. Yeah, play the song. Oh, no, this got to be recorded. We wouldn't have the backup. Oh, that makes right, sense. The yeah, the instrumentation, the yeah, the harp chorus. And all, all right. Now, these are Christmas carols, but also Christmas songs. They're Christmas songs. Yeah. Right. Songs but it's not going to be. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. No, oh, like I, we don't know. It would be shocking it? to find that one. Uh, maybe. 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 All right. Let's. What's the next one? Gina. Rumpa pum pum. Gina. 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 Little drummer boy. All right. Um, they told going to be able to work that. Bing Crosby. Oh, this right. song sucks, right? Yes. yes. Especially well, when David Bowie sings it. No. It's weird. All right. I thought I got a little breath in there to uh, reorganize my oh, thoughts sorry. for a second. I didn't, I didn't know, know there was a reorganizing in. mulligan. I was talking about the same song. <laughs> it's a little... All right. Oh, All right. I, I, posed this, I posed this to Twitter in a form of a poll, but worse, traditional Christmas song, this one, Little Drummer Boy, or 12 Days of Christmas. Oh, Little Drummer Boy is the worst. Oh, more people said 12 Days of Christmas. Eh, it's jolly. I think they're both equally bad. 12, oh. On the first day yeah. of Christmas. It goes on for goddamn ever. Whereas this one barely registers a pulse. Like, I have, I have, I have, a, I have ire for almost everything, but I, I don't have a lot for these kinds of, if it falls under the traditional Mm. If it falls under traditional, I'll I'll keep walking. What I don't like is like newfangled mm. synthesizer. Whatever. I don't right. like. There's two categories I don't like. I don't like newfangled bad, and I don't like bum out guilt trip bad. Right. Okay. Don't don't you know you're you're enjoying your figgy pudding and they're enjoying putrid pudding yeah. over there. <laughs> like a better sting of tears. Yes, I I don't like those. The other stuff it just falls under the heading of like the dreidel song or like. Uh, some song that's like a traditional nursery, like yeah, just it feels like oh, that's just for them, and right. I can endure this once a year. So even like Rumpa Pumpa, I would never call it a good song. I'd just be like, it reminds me of okay. Christmas. I'll yeah. keep it. Yeah. Okay. All right, Cody. Go next ahead. song, buddy. Hello. Yeah, it's, Hello. let's do it. Your turn. Uh, Pete Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. 
Nice. Wow. You are simpatico. <laughs> you got to understand, I work with a lot of guys. There are a lot like Cody. Cody's probably a better carpenter than a lot mm-hmm. of guys I've worked with. Uh, all right. You're, uh, hold on a second there, uh, Cody. Yeah. Oh, Cody, what are you yeah. ask? What are you asking Santa for? What color? Now they make us. They they make a C seven R and then just a C seven. Is Santa going to bring the R over? Because I think that's got a supercharger on it. Oh yeah! Now that's the best. The best is black leather, but red piping. A lot of people do like a red insert with the black. No, no, I said the bolsters. So Alcantara headliner, right? With the black pipe and the red, and then the four twenty seven, which. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's no, yeah. it's not a no. I know four twenty seven is a big block, but this is a small block four twenty seven. When you correct me, it makes it seem like I don't know what I'm talking about now. All right, well, that's a sweet ride, man. That's a lot of car. You are you going to paddle? Or are you just going like a seven speed, just a traditional stick shift? Oh, seven speed, sweet. It's a sweet ride, man. It's a chick magnet. Mm hmm. And uh, what do they call, is it, I know they have a name for it, it's just red, but what, they have a name, does Chevy have a name for that red? Um, Corvette Red. All right, Corvette Red. Yeah. Smart, man, you got to brand it. Yeah. yeah. You don't call it Dodge Viper Red. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. Yes, and, man. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Cody, ready to do this? Uh, loaded vet. That's, Sweet that ride. That sounds like a great Christmas gift. Yeah. Let me see if I can get this right. Hold on a second, Cody. <laughs> He's got the Bose 18 speaker Ooh. with the 10 inch subwoofer. Nice. He's going with the seven speed. He's also going with the Alcantara headliner and wrap steering wheel wrap too, as well as the shift knob. He went with a he went with the a lot of a lot of these cars come with traction control and a right. lot of yep. a lot of bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. He went with the delete. Ooh, it's lighter. Simple. It's more of a track experience. Okay, strip down. It's kind of a purist, yeah. Okay. 427, small block, supercharged, 821 horsepower, 755 foot-pounds of torque. Now, of course, that's 850, 855 to the crank. No, he's making mm-hmm. about uh, 7, 739 to the rear wheels. Right. Absolutely amazing. Wow. God bless. Who and knew? it was a C7R, C7R, right? Not C7, right? Okay, okay. Cody, yeah, hell, I'm I'm getting like a travel mug or something. So you, you're out doing me. All right, uh, <laughs> you ready to uh, continue the game, Cody? Oh, <laughs> Are we playing, Cody? Next song. Here we go. It's too bad the Ace Awards are locked. <laughs> hey, Adam. Oh, hey, helper. Nope, this is his mom. Hey, mom. Well, you don't help? <laughs> yeah, I do help. As little as possible nowadays. I'm sorry, mom. What What was your name again? My name's Lynette. Oh, what? Lynette. I love that That's name. Crazy. Hey, by law, I get to have sex with you. Did you guys know that? 
Because, yeah. No. As an atheist, we don't subscribe to a lot of yeah, stuff. a lot of your right. laws. This is one. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this, this is one. This is one. Shines per. bright. You, we don't go to heaven. The same name, yeah. We don't get a break on our car insurance, no. but the one thing we do get, you yeah. can have sex with your wife's namesake. Lynette, uh, Cody is a breath of fresh air. We appreciate him calling in. Uh, well, thank you very much. I'm very proud of him. He's an amazing individual. We agree. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun with him. <laughs> so, uh, Cody, let's do one more. Let's just do winner take all. Yeah. Winner love take this. all. Quite the crooner. This yeah. is always a, a fun uh, game. We love it. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hey, Cody Lascala, thank you very much. Happy New Year. One more time? Totally. Cody, we'll see you in 2018. We love you, Cody. I love you, Cody. Yeah. He loves me the most. All right. All right. What uh, the light. He's great in studio. He gets very fresh. I happen to know that Cody, day in and day out, is probably happier than most people we know, right? I buy that. Oh, you have an outro? I do. Oh, God. Until next time, Cody sings the hits. Ramesh Rangadathan, stand-up comedian's coming in here. Book the uh, Greek theater. I want to know all about it. We'll tell you all about him as well. And we'll do that right after Good Sports. Good Sports. Sports Network presents Good Sports. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to this presentation of Good Sports, presented by Podcast One Sports. Dave Damashek here, Adam Carolla there. We're bringing it on home. Two more episodes of Good Sports in this calendar year. Happy holidays to all, including you, Ace. What's the poop, fella? I was on the Jumbotron at the Rams game. I heard tail, or in fact, I even saw the photo of it at the very same day about... 
An hour later, I walked into Heinz Field to watch the 21st century's greatest rivalry, the Steelers and Ravens, get it on in a uh, crazy and frigid game. How did you find that? It is funny that you're sitting in sunny L.A. and then I'm on the other end of the country, and it was literally snowy and cold and glorious. And we were down sort of in the loge on the field, and it was literally 85 degrees. Like, it was it was hot. Um, there's a couple things. Um, I just went down there. There didn't seem to be too many celebrities around or anything. We just went down there with my kid and uh, Mike August and watched watched a game. Um, the uh, the uh, also uh, shooter McGavin, Chris McDonald's. was he with you? No, it just ran into him down there and uh, had a had a fun fun talk with him. Oh, that's cool. Um, tell me. Um, so two things. Uh. Gary, get ready with the picture. Remember I told you a picture of the guy on the field from the NFL films? All right, hold on. So a couple things. One is, tell me about etiquette. Um, I watch TMZ religiously because I'm a mental giant. You know, mm. I'm a heavyweight, mm. Mm. and I have to decompress. I see. See, people think I watch it because I'm dumb and I don't read. Uh, it's quite the opposite. I need to decompress. So I watch it. About three weeks ago, they ran a story on him getting a DUI. Really? <clears throat> wow. Where he lived up in he lived up in Tahoe or something. He was driving his Jeep back and he fell into a ditch or whatever and the cop showed up and blah blah blah. Every can we um can we reel the judgment in a little with the guys driving? You know, everyone's always like, What was he doing driving? It's like uh, he was at a party <laughs> that he drove to and then he had a couple too many beers and then he left the party. That's what she, that's the way it works. That's yeah. that's how it happens. I mean, the uh, of course, the glass houses. Of course, right. So it is the most relevant uh, of all cliches right now. Talked to him in a while, and he pulls up next to me, and we we're just starting to chat, and he and he says, "Like I live up in Tahoe, and I want to go." Yeah, I know, because I saw TMZ and Jeep was in a <laughs> ditch. Also, I'm like a car guy. So that's I a weird know, like, etiquette thing. I didn't. I st- saw you on TV the other I, day. I, oh yeah, what were you watching? Were you seeing one of my old movies? No. <laughs> I didn't say anything, and I, but also I'm kind of a car guy, so I want to know like how much damage was done to the Jeep. Which Jeep is it? The Cherokee or the Renegade? Like yeah. Which which Jeep is it? Um, and things of that nature. But yet I I just bite my tongue the entire time. And also presumably we're both having a couple of cold ones there too. So I'm not sure if he's got the Uber set up or or what's going on. Mm-hmm. But he's a perfectly nice guy, and I don't bring it up. Although I just brought it up, so maybe that. Maybe I've I've gone across, I've crossed my own etiquette line, but we're sitting there out on the field. We're standing there in the field. First off, I know life feels this way, but just about every significant play, field goal, and everything else took place on the other side of the field, <laughs> which is one hundred and fifteen yards away from where we're sitting like i'm just staring at people kicking field goals and diving into the end zone and it's all was he what he is oh they're cheering he must have been in. he got in i guess at a certain point we're down on the field we're just literally sitting there on against the barricade on the field having drinks and there's one camera guy from nfl films and he's positioned himself look at this picture i took dave damashek now you understand i'm in a crowd <laughs> And I have a seat. <laughs> that. I have a seat in a crowd, right? Uh-huh. I have a seat in a crowd, and I can't just get up and move five feet to my left and sit down. Sure. Every seat is taken. 
I can't move six inches to my right or six inches to my left. I'm just sitting there, and there's a guy from NFL Films who's filming. He's husky, too. Who, who has positioned himself in a way that I don't think you could move him three sixteenths to the right or the left if you're trying to center him in terms of blocking my view. It would appear he is direct literally directly obscuring the QB and the center from you. He's not like you can see on either side, but you really can't see the where the ball would be. If somebody said, look, there's only one of you, obviously you could you can't there's only so much damage you could do. And if we put you up on a five foot riser and you laid across it, that would be suspicious. <laughs> So you must stand in the one position where Corolla can't see the goddamn game. Now, here's the comedy. Would you like to know how many other guys were out on the field filming from the end zone? Gary, do you have a uh, second? Uh, I, I then took another shot of the end zone. <laughs> Describe to the listeners what you're seeing. I see nothing but uh, green uh, and a blue end zone. There's no one in the way there. Looks like the kids are getting a good clear shot at everything, though. There's nobody else (laughs) filming in the end zone, and this one guy lined up perfectly. I was sitting a little bit to the side, so he was a little bit to the side. It was a perfect—he lined up perfectly, and he never moved for the entire half. I love it. Now, what am I—what? Do you yell down in front? Well— what a, he works for the NFL Films. He's he's a camera guy. He's doing his job. Right. You couldn't do he's that. He's not trying to block me. No. But I would sort of argue that if you just moved two feet to your left every ten minutes, then share your yeah, you're spreading out the pain. To you would other spread eyeballs. the pain right. out. Then the guy next to me could stare at your ass crack for a quarter. I hear you. He literally, I, he, he lined up. You can go to AdamCurl.com <laughs> and look at these pictures. It's pretty uncanny. There's nobody else on the field, and he just stood alone. What and can I say? You're cursed, Ace Corolla. Getting to go to see the Eagles and Rams play the biggest NFC game of the season. I'm uh, cursed. And getting good. I will say, that's a weird thing. You know, have you ever seen those? Uh, they look like dugouts at Cowboy Stadium, the new uh, where where Dallas plays all its games. Um the the most expensive luxury boxes are among the most uh, expensive luxury boxes in in all of pro football are those the ones at field level ones right and everybody desires to get those that shows you're among the toniest uh, residents of Dallas except for the fact that it's not one cameraman it's the entire it's out, uh, a row of three hundred pound men standing directly in front all you look at are cowboys butts for for three hours why is that the desirable seat the math is sit up high for football and hockey sit down low for basketball and baseball that's how you do it you yeah you're get, right the low seat you can't see anything at the other end. No, we have a kind of a weird thing, which is <clears throat> it's 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 like, hey, you got the first class ticket, you get to get on the plane first. What if it That's was exactly, a, what this would, is a perfect example? What if it comparison. was a bus and we're going to Nevada? Would I and I paid <laughs> ten times more for my ticket? I'd get to sit on the bus first and wait till everyone loaded up. Like, no, I I get on last or. You're um, you're an exclusive rarefied air and friends with the Michelin rated chef. You can eat in the kitchen. It's like, I don't want to eat in the kitchen. I want a Naga hide booth with a high back on it in the corner. I don't want to sit in the kitchen and eat. Oh, you get to go to the kitchen. 
where it's super loud and it smells like disinfectant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not looking at that as a plus. You get to pay so right. 20 times what a, what a season ticket holder would pay. So you get to sit in a place that's subterranean where you can't see the game. I, I, I'm right up on the glass. I have season tickets. I right up on the glass at the I, hockey game. Oh, that's awesome. You can, So your view, and by the way, if you're at the in the corner, the, the glass is semi-warped, and so it it is it, almost like you're looking at a hockey game through a funhouse mirror. Right. But even if you are, you can't see the other end of the ice. Yeah, you, you don't this, know what's uh, happening over there. You know what? This I, it, it plays to our human frailty at, frailties at their worst, which is it's like the airplane thing. I, I, I oftentimes have a first-class ticket, and I they do the thing. Now we welcome our platinum, better-than-you members. Like, they, they, they do this thing. We now, at this point, would like to thank our platinum and gold club star alliance members and first-class mm. ticket holders to join us on the airplane first. So this plays to humans at their worst, which is you get to go, hey, sorry, hey, poor people. <laughs> out of the way. Out of the way. And but, we, in turn, look at you with the greatest of scorn right. when we go by you. But you get on the airplane, and you sit this down. This guy gets a first class. Believe right. me, I so judge every single face I see. Then you sit in first class, and then it's, and you sit down, and you go, uh, hey, how about a Bloody Mary? And she goes, wait till we get to cruising altitude. Which, I have timed it. It's an hour and 31 minutes from now. <laughs> because I now have to wait. The entire plane has to load up, and then you got a taxi, and then you get the well. We're we're thirty third in line for. By the time you get up to thirty six thousand feet, it has been a full <laughs> hour and a half since you ordered your drink. That's you true. get nothing. My whole thing is so. There's the human frailty part where you go, hey, we're sitting down on the field, looking at back sack of huge interior linemen, but we're down on the field, or we get to go sit in the kitchen. It's really about telling other people who don't get to do that what you get to do that's a, yeah you nailed it i would say just take the experience and go wait a minute i can go to the chilies over here and order bloody mary and sit there and watch everybody load the plane for the next hour yes, or summon half hour, me as as the last possible thing summon done, me and usher me to the thing roll out the red carpet for me all right all the uh all the slugs are on are back in coach all right, right now you're safe here comes the red carpet right yeah that would be nice a four piece uh instrumental playing you onto the plane that's that's living that's first uh, class treatment all right listen <laughs> one more episode of good sports to go we'll get to that tomorrow for now adam carolla dave Dan Mishek Podcast One Sports out. Merry Christmas from the Adam Carolla Show. Can you guess which holiday classic Ozzy is reading from? I want to tell him what I should like. No good router for flushing, long life, snake leaking, deer eating, inbred, over two ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, hairless, fat ass, bug eyes, stiff long sporting leaping, war hair sack, a monkey shed, here he is. If you said... Christmas vacation. I don't want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood.
sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is! You're correct. Merry Christmas from the Adam Carolla Show. Ramesh Ranganathan. I'm saying that right, right, Ramesh? That's beautiful, yeah, very nice. In studio, um, he's uh, got the Greek theater that is uh, tonight, Greek theater big historic venue out here i mean you might see i don't know neil diamond at the greek <laughs> theater out here um tickets at uh, ramesh or at his websites ramesh and then uh, i'll spell his last name r-a-n-g-a-n-a-t-h-a-n.co.uk so uh you forewalled it you rent you you pre-bought the greek theater correct yeah um yeah I hear it's about fifty thousand dollars to do that. Sort of uh, base level. I mean, it, yes, that, that's the absolute <laughs> that's minimum. That's the base. Yeah, that's yeah. the minimum. Yes. Yeah, because I can tell you if you go play a place, especially if the city is unionized mm-hmm. and everyone is unionized, and it's not so. The venue's expensive, but the people right. are really expensive as well. And so I think when. We've gone and played like the Moore Theater in Seattle and stuff like that, maybe eighteen, nineteen hundred seat theater. It's eighteen or twenty grand for mm-hmm. for the theater and right. then whatever's left over you you may get, but that's for eighteen, nineteen hundred. This is six thousand yeah. in Los Angeles. So it's a, the base is at least fifteen. Yes, and then you've got to pay for people and stuff like that. But um we all I, I believe I don't know how much it was, but there is a discount for the fact that the Greek doesn't normally open at this time of year. It's, it's a, off it's season. A, yes, it's a summer venue. So this is the only date in December they are open for. So if you make the commitment with the fifty thousand plus, yeah, then the plan is to get that fifty thousand back. That plan is gone. <laughs> that, that, that 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 was that may have been an initial plan, but that is uh, no, that's no longer on the cards. The initial plan was get. It. Do we know? Or did you have an approximate, just because I'm in the business, I'm sort of curious, and I like this idea. It, um, I like the spirit of it. Thank you. Maybe not the execution, I mean, but no. the spirit. The idea itself. Yeah. <laughs> Details. If you get the Greek for, let's say, somewhere around 50000 bucks off-season, and you sell tickets for, oh, 40 45 bucks, or 50 bucks, whatever they sort of range in there for, how many tickets do you need to sell, you know, with costs and everything like how much of that greek do you need to sell before you get to even well the truth is i I don't know is the honest answer to that what what i was sort sort of more motivated by was what the minimum number was that you could have in that venue and it feel like a show you know like what i didn't want is to hit a number where the people that came felt like they'd made a mistake (laughs) right Uh, and that i was told by the venue is about if anything above two thousand that feels like a show in that venue. You know, like certain venues have a tipping point yeah. beyond which it feels like a night. Well, uh, and there's sort of a structural intimacy to the Greek, yes. the way it's laid out. Yes. Uh, so that's 2000. Well, I've, I know personally, like I've done a lot of shows where they go, how many people does the theater hold? And they go, 1,300 people. And you go, how many tickets have we sold? And they go, 725. And you go, oh, that's going to seem kind of sparse. Like you think, Every other seat is going to be empty. But then what they do is they just fill the whole lower part. They don't fill the upper deck or whatever it is. And another hundred people show up on game night. 
and it feels pretty good. Like yeah. there, that Fold. that can happen. It can so, actually look good because then if they have to open up a section that they pre-closed, you actually look like you're a big deal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It can go so, the other way. So how many tickets have you sold? Two hundred and fifty. Thousands. <laughs> yeah. So two hundred fifty out of approximately six thousand. Yes, um, and just uh, I don't know if, how many people listening are mathematicians, but that is not e- close either to the two thousand. Make it a show figure either. That is, uh, right. yeah. You were a math teacher in your former life. I was. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What's your nationality? Uh, what he's saying checks out. What he's saying yeah, checks yeah, yeah. Out. Uh, my family is Sri Lankan, and they, they. Immigrate to uh, the UK Correct, at some point, yeah, yeah. and you grow up. You grew up in the UK, yes, yeah. And uh, you start off with uh, math and education, but eventually turns to comedy. Yeah, so I was I was teaching. Um, my family are pretty like we grew up watching a lot of comedy at home, but Sri Lankan background, like they're very very sort of traditional academics. You know that they want you to. My mum wanted me to be a doctor. You know, they're very much like choose something academic, go to college. You know, that was all assumed that I was going to do that and take that route. Um, so even though I loved comedy, and in fact, I did a gig, like my first gig was like I was nine years old. We were at a holiday camp and they had like a talent competition and I did a gig. I did like 10 minutes. It was all stolen uh, from a book. I had 3001 jokes and I delivered it all in a Sri Lankan accent because I thought it would give me like an edge. Uh, and that was like my first gig, but I never thought that it, the idea of doing it for a job wasn't there really. So then when I was teaching as a math teacher, um, that was good. And then I didn't think I was going to go into comedy as a job. I just thought, let me just do it. You know how all teachers have got this sideline thing. They're like a failed rock star or whatever. So I thought I'd be yeah, that like guy. Sting. Yeah. Right. right. Guys. Good example. He's a number one teacher and kind of made, made some waves in the 80s. Yeah. He, people remember him. Some people remember him. Yeah. Dawson probably. But he was a teacher. Yeah. Niche yeah. thing. Yeah. So uh, I thought I'd just do it as a hobby, you know, as like a thing to do. Uh, and uh, it just sort of gradually kind of picked up and then it sort of went from there, really. Well, I'm I'm fascinated by this whole Greek theater stuff. And I see you have a camera crew running around. Yeah. They're documenting this. Yeah. They'll be documenting the show yes. as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. And now I'm starting to see the, the genius in this. Right. Because I'm picturing... When you do a stand-up special, the big deal is find a room, fill it, because it's got to feel full energy, and then shoot one, and then wear the same clothes, and then shoot another, and whack together 105 minutes or or an hour and five minutes or whatever it is. But this notion of you doing a stand-up special to an empty Greek theater... I find Genius. it visually compelling. <laughs> Sonically, not yeah. so much, but yeah. visually, it's, it's be very interesting. It's literally the opposite of a stand-up special. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they are going to document that. I don't know how much of that I'd actually want. Show. I mean, mm. it, I, I, I agree. The idea of it, the concept of it, is exciting. But the actual reality of it is <laughs> is horrendous, isn't it? I mean, that's the truth of it. Like that's because the thing is, if you're watching it, if you watch that, and I hope we don't include. Yeah, you know, if the gig is bad, which it probably will be, no, I don't mean it like that. I mean, I'm going to try my best, but 250 people in a 6,000 seat. Yeah. Oh, you could get like to 283 by the time well, yeah. you yes. hit the yeah. stage. And you then have, you've got a gig. You should have um, a cameraman sit in the audience. They'd have 289. And just yeah. go ahead and put a bunch of people around him so he yeah. shoots over people's shoulders. And then you have to understand, too, this ain't Sri Lanka. We're morbidly obese here. So 283 of ours yeah. versus yeah. 283 like Sri Lankans. Right, 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 I mean, right. that's like. 
hit the mall around here. Hit the Golden Corral. Let me tell you, I'm not. This is not an attack on your culture. Yeah, yeah. But this is a good thousand Sri Lankans. It's yeah. a good old fashioned, hearty, God fearing. Golden Corral loving Americans. Yeah, well, I did. I did actually check that out because they told me that it's six thousand American capacity, but it's actually fifteen thousand Sri Lankan capacity. That's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Do they yeah. get to sit wherever they want? Or are you going to kind of keep everyone in the front? Uh, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, it's, I, I guess one of the only sort of advantages of the sales situation I'm in is that people can sit where they want. Yeah. So, I guess that's a that's a positive. You know, <laughs> don't still on that. stage. <laughs> don't do that move where you crowd surf. Where no. you get that run yeah. and then you just fall. jump and you turn in the air. That's yeah. a real yeah. trust fall. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah you got to be Eddie Vedder for that. That's got to be mosh pit, standing room only. You try that in a almost empty Greek theater, yeah. you're going to break a bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, not I'm not going to that's not going to be the finale. I didn't know. I'm just saying yeah. as an yeah. American, let yeah, me yeah, just yeah. tell you the do's and the don'ts. Right, right. Okay. No, that's it's good. All. It's a good tip. So, the the documentary is not a stand-up show documentary no, per se it's no. more of a travel log it's essentially i mean what it is is that i when i started doing uh stand-up in the uk the, 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 the truth is is that the reason i started doing stand-up is because of american stand-up company like i love american comedy and i grew up watching it and and so it's always been my dream to eventually you know when i started doing comedy i thought i'd love to see how i get on in the states you know because i love i love the comedy over here so much and so um, I've brought, you know, I decided to bring my wife, you know, we rolled the dice and I had a go at doing comedy in the UK and I got my profile to a certain point and then it was always going to be, I always had it in my mind that I was going to come over here and see how I get on. And so basically what's being documented is me kind of bringing my family over here, us settling in, in, in America and my stand-up is sort of part of that. But you won't see my, you know, they're not documenting my stand-up as such. It's more to do with like, how my family have settled in, how I'm getting on over here, stuff like that, basically. This is home now? Uh, yes, yes, essentially. That's what I, yes, that's the ambition, yes. I don't know uh, how much you've traveled, but there's a cozy little intimate venue called Texas Stadium. The Cowboys play there. <laughs> Jerry World. Now, yeah. now, it's a little bigger, but Texas is a strong comedy market, yeah. and they have a huge jumbotron, so the right. folks can see you. Yeah, and the kids you know, can. Even if the ones that don't get the golden mm. circle up front. Right. They can see us. So I'm just, I'll, I'll, I'll have some other ideas for venues you could probably well, play around the country. Yeah, yeah. Wrigley wouldn't be bad because there's a lot of apartment buildings that you can actually yeah, see the yeah. show so from the Yeah, so obviously it'll building. spill over. Right. Not, you won't be able to sell. I mean, I, it's probably yeah. 51,000 or something like Balconies that. But and, then more can be added on by people going out to okay, the balcony and things yeah. like that. And again, uh, we've talked about Neil Diamond. He's playing the, uh, the Greek theater mm. or the, um, the Hollywood Bowl. The Hollywood Bowl. Oh, no, is it the Greek? Where are the tree people? The tree oh, people is the Greek. That's the Greek. The tree people are the Greek. Yeah. Oh, you're playing the Greek. Yeah. So, so, what, so what, is the, what are the tree people? The tree people would be... <laughs> are there ants at the When Greek Neil Diamond would get up there right. and he'd, pa- he'd sell the place out, right. but there'd be people in the trees, like on the other side of the wall, who like hiked down the hill and climbed down to the tree people. You can find it on one of his... Um, Hot August night songs. They're like, yeah. hey, tree people! I don't know why people cheer for people who didn't pay. Yeah, hey, freeloaders! Stowaways! <laughs> I don't think that'd work in a parking structure. No. Hey, everyone else paid $14? How about the people park for free? Woo! Come on, give a hand now! Yeah, Come on! Yeah, yeah. Stuck like in behind the car behind us! Part of the reason why your ticket's so expensive! Yeah. <laughs> 
half yeah. the cost on you. <laughs> Said hi to the tree people. I, if I was recording a concert, even if, you know what? Say hi to the tree people. Yeah. Okay. Because it'll, it'll yeah. be recorded. It we don't that know. Impre- it gives that impression, doesn't it? Do right. I mean? All yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. is, God, this guy sold this place yeah, yeah. out, There's man. There's so people many hang- tree people people tonight. in trees. You've heard yeah. standing room only? Climbing room only. Climbing yeah, room yeah. only. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Say hi to the tree people. Yeah. But you got to do it at the beginning, you know? Right, 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 right. Yeah. So good to see so many yeah. tree people out <laughs> Let me get something out of the way first. Yeah. All right. So I love this. So I'm now picturing... You now, what was the genuine and earnest thought about the Greek theater? Why, why not go to Hermosa Beach for the Comedy and Magic Club? Or, you know, last show we did over there, we went to the Ice House in Pasadena, 189 seats. More in there, manageable, you know yeah. what I mean? A little what more a manageable. Yeah, I have gigged. I've actually gigged at both of those since I've been here. Um, I, well, the truth is, um, I, I. I thought I wanted to give myself like a, an aspirational target. I'm sort of uh, the truth is I'm an inherently lazy person, and so I only really work to sort of imminent deadlines or you know something that feels really demanding. So I thought I would give myself something really full on that would force me to sort of ignore my kind of default setting and just really go full tilt at something. And the Greek theatre is obviously a world famous venue, and so it had that allure to it. And I just sort of thought, you know that kind of you know you chase a dream or whatever it felt romantic you know to yeah, yeah. To, to do that and then you just go i'm going to come here my my wife and kids are going to come out here and then i'm going to just go at it and my profile in the states is going to skyrocket and then the greek's going to sell out they, they have to add trees and then like <laughs> right and then and then my wife says to me oh my god you're so such so amazing i can't believe i doubted you i shouldn't have done how many I love kids you. do you have three Oh, wow. Your wife and kids? That's 10% of the audience yeah, I was right gonna say, Spread them out. Spread them out. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you about Simply Safe. Thinking about your home security? Gary, you looking for uh, Neil and his tree people? Oh, it's out there. Thinking about home security? No better time now than Simply Safe. Two eyes in there. Simply Safe home security. The best protection, period. I work with Simply Safe. I put together a security arsenal for you, just for you. Got a special package handpicked by me. Entry, motion, and glass break sensors, everything you need. And right now, for the holidays, my friends at Simply Safe are giving my listeners 200 bucks off. Such a deal. No contracts, no commitments, no lock in messy contracts. Go right now, get 200 bucks off my handpicked security, security package, simplysafe.com slash Adam. Look, 2018 is coming up now. Want to protect all those nice new gifts you got at simplysafe.com slash Adam. Get the 200 bucks off simplysafe.com slash Adam. Ramesh, you want to uh, hang out and uh, hang in and uh, crack wise and do a little news with us? Sure, I can do that. Yeah, let's do it. I'm not particularly well informed, but I'll give it a go. I'll help you. All right, cool. (laughs) Give me the news with crack. News with Gino Grad. Great. Viral, all those crazy Trump tweets. Give me news with Gina Grad. Trouble in the Middle East. Celebrity drunk meltdowns. Seek news with Gina Gina Grad. 
the news with Gina Grad. Well, Sarah Palin's oldest son, Track Palin, remains locked up in an Alaska jail as more details have emerged about the events leading up to his arrest Saturday night. The 28-year-old is charged with domestic violence after he allegedly attacked his father, Todd Palin, at the family home in Wasilla, Alaska. Police say Sarah Palin was the one who called 911 to report that her son was, quote, freaking out and was on some type of medication. The report states that Track and his father had gotten into an argument over the phone and then Track arrived at the house where he jumped his father and repeatedly hit him in the head. Todd, who was in possession of a gun, which he stated was for protection, left the house bloodied along with Sarah. Police arrived and surrounded the house as Track allegedly taunted them from atop the roof, uh, uh, reportedly screaming that they were peasants. He eventually came down and was taken into custody. Track was already serving two years probation. Marijuana. Yeah. No. The devil's, the devil's cabbage. Yeah, yeah. That's weird. It's a domestic, like, uh, if this were the 50s previous. or the 40s and someone said marijuana, everyone went, hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it sounds like a joke, yeah. right? It's quaint. Like you couldn't even imagine no. anyone acting anywhere close to this with smoking a marijuana cigarette. No. The jazz Well, cigarette. I got to tell you, in a sharp contrast to this, I taught my daughter last night how to do a yoga-style headstand. Wow. Oh, she has a remarkably uh, good balance. Yeah. I, uh, we worked it. We worked it pretty good. It's the one where you... You interlock your fingers and put your yeah triangle fingers, and also it's always great because uh, they come into their your room. She's eleven, and they go, uh, "Let me show you. I'm going to do a handstand. I'm going to do a handstand. I'm going to do a handstand. I did it school all day. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go." And then they do it, and it's half a handstand, and then they pop up and they go, "All right, hold here on. we go again. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on." It's weird. It's like you don't even have to look for the first three because no. the first three will be mulligan, mulligan, mulligan. Here we go. There we go. Here we go. Not No, that was bad. Oh, that was bad. Like they're saying it's bad before they're doing it. No, that didn't count. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go again. It's kind of cute, though. It's often on the At what point did you stop the madness and say, I, I got to teach you how to do this? I was helping her. And then at a certain point, uh, I was doing it myself uh, in a bathrobe. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um Mm. With gym shorts on, okay. tasteful. I find that sort of situation, it makes me uh, feel sad about myself in a way. Because, like, for example, my kids, they do this thing where – they used to do it. I've asked them to stop now. But they, they used to do this thing where they would put on a show. Right. And so that we'd, my wife and I would be sat on the, in the living room, and they'd get some chairs set up and put some blankets over, like, curtains. And then they'd go, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the show. But there was no show. No. So they, they, they've worked out the intro Just and the setting up the stage, show. but they've actually got no show. And then yeah. after a while of them introing it, I said, guys, are you going to deliver anything here? Yeah, because this is a waste a, of everyone's time. <laughs> well, the gen- I agree. That's <laughs> the last thing you work on. You work on the show first, then yeah, develop the, the intro. No, what yeah. I did, I, this happened repeatedly with me because my, my son would go like, oh, I, I roasted a Timmy from school. You know, He was throwing a basketball, and then I roasted him. I tell him, and these stories were long, one big middle, no end, no punchline, nothing. I finally tore a page from the comedy clubs I used to play. I just got a big light up picture of W. C. Yep. Fields' head. Yeah. So and when that thing went on, yeah. when that thing went on, say hey, wrap, wrap up the it, story. Wrap it up. You got thirty seconds. Wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Field yeah. trip, great. Shamu, awesome. Zoo, fantastic. Let's go. Click, oh, click, the head's click, lighting click, up. Click, click. Last one. Your kids are like J.J. Abrams. Like great, a lot of hype yeah. and all, you know, great, yeah. uh, great. Uh, a lot of lens uh, flares. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Teaser and all of a sudden, you know, nothing. Yeah. It's weird that it's, it's for adults. There's this weird journey. So as a kid, it's a lot of you showing up and wanting to put on the plays and entertain and everything with no material and yeah. nothing. Nothing in the tank at all, and 
That's what you do at like five, six, seven, eight, whatever. And then at a certain point, you're 35, and it turns out you can play the piano really well, and you're like a Christmas party, and someone's going, they got a Steinway over there. Why don't you sit down? Ah, I'm fine. I'm Please. fine. No, sit down. Play the piano. Come on. Do that thing. And they're like, nah, the nah, 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 nah. Like it. So you spend the first part of your life boring people when you have zero talent, and the next part, when you actually have a tangible skill... People have to force you into into impressing well, the, the, the other. The, the thing is, when when the kids are sort of young, as ours are, um, they're doing the show. Not a show. It's not, it's, not, it's not a show, and it's not got any quality to it. And so, then my wife is encouraging me to be enthusiastic, and I said to her, "You are just rewarding mediocrity." You know, in terms of, it's better to hear from us that what they're delivering is substandard and then they improve more quickly do you know what I mean? otherwise they're going to take that show on the road like they're going right. to go to friends houses and they're going to deliver that thing yeah. and then we've got to hear about it from other people yeah. so i just said to i said to my wife i said let's just get them you know if you're going to tell a story mate have the best bit at the end that's yeah, a little that's right. tip for you yeah. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. don't Next open with it and then i've got to hear all the details for <laughs> 10 minutes after that Next what thing are you know, doing trying to book the greek theater <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah yeah, 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 yeah. 50 grand got no perspective <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's right. No, you could lose a lot of money. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, CNN reports that a former Pentagon official who led a recently revealed government program to research potential UFOs said Monday evening that he believes there is evidence of alien life reaching Earth. Uh, he says, my personal belief is that there is very compelling evidence that we may not be alone. Uh, he told the New York, New York Times he resigned from the Department of Defense in October in protest over what he calls excessive secrecy surrounding the program and internal opposition to it after funding uh, the funding effort ended in 2012. I don't know if you've seen this footage, Adam or Brian or Ramesh, but uh, what is this? <clears throat> going to show it's this taken from a military jet, right? Yeah, and I believe there is audio of the guys trying to figure out what the hell it is. So here you go. There's a version that sort of looks nighttime and one that looks daytime. Right, yeah. more compelling. Oh my God. I would have shot it by now. Yeah. So that's a fly on the screen. That, that crazy. That has been a it, theory it, it, floated. That's not real on us, though, is it? It's not real on us, man. Well, if there's a thing, dude, it's rotating. It's moving. It's very saucerized. It, it looks, look, for all the stuff you see, this looks, this is a pretty good version. They seem pretty underwhelmed by it. I mean, wow, dude, lo- check yeah. it. Yeah, oh my god, not sure what that might be. I mean, like, <laughs> if you think human, you might bro. Be- yeah, so I just. Well, they did say it is seemingly defying the laws of aerodynamics. It's going, you know, two hundred miles, you know, against a two hundred mile wind, and so uh, we'll see if we all get enslaved. Doesn't a bumblebee also defy the laws of aerodynamics? Oh, Isn't that it true? Might. Yeah, they say that. They say like, uh, yeah, bumblebee, maybe like a hummingbird and stuff like that. But here's a couple things. I don't know if I like this. And I'll tell you why. Think about all the stories we've coming out in the news about this guy just grabbed my boob at the party or he started beating off in front of me at the in a closet and you know we yeah. we went on a tour of a restaurant, he pulled me into a bathroom and started beating off or he grabbed my titty or whatever it is. Imagine if we knew there were aliens and like this is it. 
You know what I mean? Like right. they're they're going to be our overlords yeah, or yeah. whatever happens. Whatever so I do, advanced, whatever yeah. I do, like whatever Har- Harvey Weinstein esque thing I participate now in, it's not going to make the news tomorrow. We got an aliens yeah. are having a yeah. press conference. You know what I mean? It's on. Saying so ratchet it I'm up. I'm saying considering how seems like how many guys out there that are into this stuff. Mm-hmm. I say it's on. Yeah. yeah, I say it's on. Like I this the I, I'm 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 embarrassed to say, but on nine eleven. One of the things I did is I sped. Huh. You thought I was going to say beat off I into did. a potted plant. I assumed. Yeah. Later on, I sped. Right. And I remember just going down the Ventura Freeway with like nobody on it and cops like doing anything but riding out chicken shit tickets like mm-hmm. they always do out here. And we're just thinking, I'm going 110 miles an hour and I don't care. Uh, did you do because that? Because the cops are doing something else today. Right. And I feel it'd be the same thing with the uh, titty grabbing. So you did that as a, like an opportunist thing. Like a I did. Yeah, I saw, you saw the towers and you thought... I'm going to put my foot down. It was a celebration. Yeah, literally. I had somewhere to... I was going somewhere, right, okay. like, on the other end of the valley. It's right. not like I'm just going to burn some petrol, <laughs> as you would say. <laughs> but I remember thinking, normally my head's on a swivel. I drive a fast car, right. and my head is always like, where are the cops? Where are the cops? Where are the cops? But I realized, not, not today. today. Yeah. Not today. No. Wow. My, my question is... I've heard that, you know, this is one of the first things that they the first dossiers that they show an incoming president is is alien UFO stuff. And it doesn't have to be you feel like Trump would have tweeted about that it. That was yeah. exactly where I was going. Even with if this. they told him, listen, That's... you can't. But he wouldn't have heard him because he'd be eating. Yes. You know, like when and you're eating and someone's hands. talking, yeah. to you, yes. and your ears uh-huh. are kind of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. exactly what I was going to say. So is it that all of this is BS because <laughs> Trump would have told us by now or do they not tell him? On day one, they come with a stack of briefings and it's like, uh, Mr. President, uh, this is uh, the latest on ISIS. Not a UFO. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the latest on yeah. uh, terrorist activity. Definitely not, definitely not, not a UFO. UFO. I'm not hearing UFO talk. I reckon they might just give him like a test one. Like yeah. they'll s- tell him something. Like make sure you don't tell anyone about this, and it's pretty innocuous. And mm-hmm. within thirty-five minutes, he's it's told, been... and then they go, "Okay, he can't find out about the three-headed creature we got in the warehouse." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Roswell, Sarah. You, yeah, yes, do, Gary. Do you have the other kind of insane component to this story about this gentleman? Please do tell. Uh, he has joined a startup <laughs> founded by Blink One Eighty Two member Tom DeLong that is promising to expose that aliens are real. I can't wait. Lead singer. Yeah. Wow. Hey, um, all the small things. You got the, the green thing. You got the tree people shout out. Sure do. All right, let's hear it. Tree people. Thank you, people in the audience, the peas, tree people out there. God bless you. I'm singing for you too. Very tepid response. Yeah. Thanks. All right, that's the ticket. Cost twenty five bucks. Yeah, so that's how you started out. Okay, just like tree that. people. You're singing for them. Well, don't too. say singing, but I'm going to work talent. on like some st- tree people stuff. Open with it. Yeah, start with tree people. Yeah, yeah. fifteen minutes. 20, I do. I've got about times. ten, fifteen anyway. Right. On tree on, people, just in case it came well, up. Well, do it. It's right. not yeah, going to yeah. be like people are going to know. Oh, it's the same tree people stuff I saw <laughs> at the ice house. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of an non sequitur then. <laughs> right. Makes a lot more Try sense it. now. <laughs> Well, the high cost of real trees this year is driving many families to buy the fake ones. In fact, well, here's why, because I know you guys have very strong feelings about this. In fact, according to survey, uh, survey by Nielsen, 81% of households with Christmas trees will 
have fake ones this year. 81? It says 81 by Nielsen. I, I think they're really big in certain parts well, of the Well, according to the National Christmas Tree Association, because that's a thing, the cost of a real tree is 5 to 10% higher this year than last year, and the shortage of 7 to 8 foot trees, which are the most popular size, is because fewer trees were planted during the recession 10 years ago. So major tree shortage, and people just getting those plastic ones that I know you love so much. They look good. They're, everything's well, good about them except for they fly in the face of yeah. all things that are Christmas. Christmas. Like I had pointed out, every advantage versus you know fake tree versus real tree, it's all in the in the fake tree column. You know they come pre lit. They're clean. You don't have to water them. They're not they're needles. Yeah, they don't catch fire when they get dry. Blah 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 blah. But it's the effort. It's the tradition. It's the nostalgia. It's the everything. Well, by nature, Christmas is everything that's not practical. Mm-hmm. Just the the notion of like stringing popcorn to yeah. then yeah. Put, decorate the tree with is wrapping the most, a gift is, is anti right it every, telling every, a kid it wasn't you who brought it right everything is a everything is a waste of time yeah everything it's also a waste, of, waste of resources as well you know you're throwing out yeah. food you're buying stuff for people that they don't that's sure. the spirit of christmas the spirit is waste. it's just crass commercialism and a complete disregard for the scarcity of resources on the planet thank you you, you know, know what that's uh-huh. what not that it's official about. but you're gonna make a fine american one day <laughs> And listen, if there was a vote, you'd have mine, all right? I don't generally like people from your neck of the woods, but you seem like the one good one, and God bless you for making it over here. Thank you very much. Happy to have you. Yeah, you're lucky I don't know anything about Sri Lanka, otherwise I'd have lots of comments about it. Except MIA, right? I think that's all we know about I do a lot of not India. It's Um, just called not India. Not India? Um, Almost India. yeah. Yeah, Gary, I don't know why, but you have to run down now. Just because uh, Ramesh has probably never seen it, but you have to run down, um, oh, God, Gadget and uh, Gremlins and um, uh, uh, Phoebe Cates and her uh, famous... Oh, uh, the, the, the Christmas monologue in oh, Gremlins. Christmas. Yeah, Gremlins, because, again, dressing up as Santa Claus, pretending to come down the chimney. <laughs> I'm with Brian. Brian's with me. We're simpatico. None of it from the food you eat to the presents you give to the treat. None, it's all effort. Mm-hmm. None of it makes sense. None of it's meant to be easy or efficient. And putting up lights on the outside oh, of your house. It's a pain and all in the, the ass. It's all a pain in the ass. That's the point. Yes. That's yeah. the point. All God right, bless I'll, us, everyone. I'll play a great scene from... Uh, and listen, you know, it says on the internet, Gremlin's worst Christmas story ever. I'm taking full credit for this because mm-hmm. I didn't, I'm not, no one ever spoke. I, I would talk about this scene in Gremlin's 15 years ago and people go, I saw Gremlin's. Oh, I go, this is a good movie. Gizmo, cute. Some, some smiles in there. It's a good story. I go, yeah, but what about this scene? And they go, I don't remember that scene. Yep. Showing Gremlin's too, the new batch. Yeah, right, right. Now it was that. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, r- run that. Now this is. Ramesh, a- are you familiar with this the cr- the Christmas classic Gremlins? I'm very f- well. Okay. Yeah, I don't know this scene. Okay. It's a popular, very film, popular movie, and Phoebe Cates is now going to tell the star why she doesn't like Christmas. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were were decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. His mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. 
Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. And that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and Mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead, they pulled out my father. And a cat? He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck, died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. See, now I could have saved them a, a whole day of shooting by simply just writing in the script. Why don't you like Chris? We're Jews. <laughs> okay. Hey, come here and help out with Wigwam. Yeah. <laughs> why they needed that in the middle of our comedy, I, I, I know not why. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't know why the conclusion immediately is that there is no Santa Claus. You've got undeniable evidence that there is a Santa Claus. He's dead in your house. Right. Yeah, yeah, or he could point. have been blocking the way for the real yeah. Santa Claus. Yeah, right. I guess yeah. I already hit this house. He jammed the flu, yeah. yeah. Check it off. The whole, anytime, if you've ever built a house or demoed a house, as I've done many times, the whole crawling down the chimney thing mm. seems insane. They have like a fire shelf and a flu and a this and a that. It's, and really it's all You can too, barely right? get your hand yeah. through things. Like this notion of dad's just going to go down the thing and then dad's going to pop out. And also, realistically, what was he hoping to gain from coming down the chimney? Because they were all asleep. It wasn't yeah. like, yeah, like Christmas oh, Eve. Santa. It's like, I'm doing this for me? One, nice. one of the great Agreed. advantages of the Santa thing is that it happens when the kids are asleep. So why on earth would you even bother yeah, that's yeah, get to go right. to that's that level point. of effort to recreate <laughs> yeah. something that they're right. going to be asleep for? The yeah. part where they multiply when they get wet is much more feasible. Much more realistic. That I could see happening. Yeah. That this I bought. Suspension of disbelief is just too far. Too far. I'll tell you what's not too far. Trade station, man. Get your extra edge and find your next great trade. Easy to use tools for traders of all skill levels. Simple pricing. Stocks at uh, five bucks a trade. Options at 50 cents per contract plus five bucks per trade. Futures, buck 50 per contract per side. You're going to be around the computer. You're going to have a little time off this time of year. You're going to have a little time on your hands and you want to make a little extra do-re-mi checking out the stock market. Let's go to TradeStation. No software fees. Free real-time market data. Free premium tools. Take a fresh look at TradeStation at TradeStation.com slash Corolla. That's TradeStation.com slash Corolla. Trade smart. Trade confident trade station all right let's do one more all right well maybe you want a brand new bed for christmas and if you do you are in luck if you don't like to sleep cuddled up together there is a new bed that should do it for you women's day reports that the company called the ace collection wondering if you had anything now you're talking is selling a massive bed that puts 12 feet of distance between you and your partner the mattress is 144 inches wide and 80 inches long which is almost double the size of a traditional king bed tessa good news your parents are staying together (laughs) (laughs) and still gets to sleep on the bed I'll tell you what is nice. I have my reverie bed, and 
they take the right side and the left side, and it's like it's two mattresses. So when the person is rolling around, it doesn't shift. You don't get the plate tectonics. Uh, what do you think of this one? I so you know a ballroom. I think it's nice. It looks cool and all that kind of stuff. I will say that. Beds are getting a little too good, and TVs are getting a little too big, and people are getting a little too fat. You're not, you're not, like, I used Checked to sleep on, like, a cot mattress and a futon with another dude, and it was like, you couldn't wait to get up and get no. going, and there was no, I'm going to watch my stories, like, from where I am. Now, it's getting pretty damn comfortable yeah. in there, and it's and pretty, affordable. it's pretty, pretty affordable and pretty comfortable, and like I said, we're, Food's getting cheaper, beds are getting bigger, and we're yeah. getting fatter. I think, if, I think if a couple are, are looking at this bed potentially to buy it, they should just accept the relationship is probably over. Yeah, yeah. You it, know? it like, comes with a free is, session of couples counseling. Yeah, yeah, if you're feeling like you need this kind of distance. I think you'd probably have, you'd have this conversation where you'd probably, like the couple probably have this conversation where you'd go, uh, we could get the giant bed or... We could just convert my office into a, a, a nap room. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I would sleep. I mean, not every right, night, right. but like, you know, I'm watching TV and I'm yeah. up and you're wanting you to, like go to go to bed. bed early. You like yeah, to go to bed you know. early. And, I watch the West this, Coast games. This would and, just know. be during the day, right? When you're snoozing uh, off. Well, you know, just well, yeah, and allergy season because you know how you'll, you know, I have the seasonal so allergies. Like, maybe a week, a year, but otherwise we're in bed uh, together. Yeah, we love each other. There's great love there. Right. There's great love. When uh, when my wife and I first got together, we made a we had a rule that we weren't going to have a TV in the bedroom because mm. we wanted that to be conversation time. How long mm-hmm. that last? And well, right now we've got a TV that comes out of the bed. I mean, literally, <laughs> you press right. a button and the biggest TV of the house comes out the foot of the bed. We we made my wife and I made a rule that we'd never ever ever go to bed happy. <laughs> You know, it's got to be hard to we, stick to. It, yeah, said, the it temptation's is, there. It is. The temptation is to roll over it and smile is. on your face. There are times and, when you just had a good day. Yeah, and you want to you know, doze off that smile on it your face. It was like you, every single turn green. But you know what? You made a commitment. <laughs> we made a commitment, made a commitment so many years other. ago. To yourselves yeah. and each other. That's right. That's, That's right. right. And I honor it. Yeah. I honor it. You're that. an inspiration. You don't realize it, but you're an inspiration to people. Yeah, we you made that commitment. TED Talks. I do hate those goddamn blowhard families. They never. I go to bed angry three nights a week. And I wake up angry half the time. I'll wake up and take a leak angry like at four in the morning. Yeah. Like, oh, these people. We promised never to go to bed angry. That's the best time to go to bed is when go you're angry. Bed, exactly. Go to bed. See you in hell. Yeah. You're just saying, I'm. you're annoying me. Just switch off. Yeah. Completely switch off. Right. We need Power a down. Yeah. 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 It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Let's write a book. Here we go. Let's bring it home. <laughs> you got it. I'm Gina Grad, and that's the news. Gina, Gina Grad. That was the news with Gina Grad. Ah, Geico, man. Everybody's got their to-do list. How about, I'll add this to your to-do list. How about you save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance? You don't have to go anywhere. Just go to geico.com. 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on your car insurance. Put that extra money in your pocket be about the most rewarding thing you'll do and why not it's coming up on the new year let's uh let's make a resolution to save some dough go to geico.com 15 minutes could be saving 15 percent or more on your auto insurance all right uh me and mike august live basic cable commentary that's coming up thursday january 25th irvine improv we're doing cobra so check that out it is a lot of fun 
Go say hi to Lynette over at Corolla Drinks. Lots of specials going on over there. She's over there with J. Joe. And uh, Chassis. We've got the 12 o'clock boys and lots of good docs and our racing docs and all that stuff. So say hi to uh, Nate over there. Chassis doing a great job. Ramesh, people should check out the website. Still, you can probably get a couple tickets. Mm. Probably, I mean, scalpers. Hurry. You should have gone at the beginning of the show, honestly. Now. Yeah, but Try. you might be able to get a few from uh, some scalpers. Yeah, the markup's uh, going to be outrageous. Ramesh, and it is R-A-N-G-A-N-A-T-H-A-N.co.uk. Is that uh, about right, Ramesh? Yes, I just want to just make it as difficult as possible for people <laughs> to actually access the tickets. Yeah. I want to put as many hurdles in as possible. Right? Oh, done and done. Uh, so, until next time, uh, this is Adam Corolla for Ramesh Ranganathan and Gina Grad and Bald Brian saying mahalo. Yeah. Follow the Adam Carolla Show on Twitter at Adam Carolla Show. Follow us on the Twitter at Adam Carolla. Leave us a voicemail if you like it. 888-634-1744. Don't miss the 10th Ace Awards tomorrow at AdamCarolla.com, Podcast One, and iTunes. And for tickets and info on the live podcasts, Man Green events, books, movies, and more, go to AdamCarolla.com. Adam Carolla.